Today's episode of The Thriller Zone with David Temple is sponsored by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller. Hello and welcome to The Thriller Zone. I'm your host, David Temple. On today's show, our special guest, Amelia Neymark, author of Behind the Lie. Pretty excited to meet this young lady. She's a relative newcomer and she is on her way. So what do you say we get into the thriller zone? Well, I are you feeling comfortable? You feeling good? Everything working? Yeah, you okay. happy with that? I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever we got going. Yeah. It's a lovely color you have on that's like cobalt meets. Yeah, this yeah. is like it's, it's my favorite color. It's very nice. <laughs> Well, welcome to The Thriller Zone. It's so nice to have you, Amelia. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. You know, I'm going to jump right into it. And we're talking about, of course, now with my super wide lens, I mean, I can go, yeah, look at this. You can just like. I, I love that cover. It is so rich. The Bam. colors are so rich. Bam. Bam. You know, it needs a little audio book and I have just the place to record one for you. You know, I was looking that up on your site and I realized you did you do audiobooks and uh, I huge, huge, huge fan of audio. Just so. saying, you might want to think about it. Anyway, we're not gonna yeah. do deals here. I just wanna let's get let's get started because uh, Amelia, this is a, a lovely book. Your lead character, NYPD detective turned, I love this, small town PI, uh Laney Bird. She is, she's quite the character. And I, I have to ask, she's, in my opinion, she's feisty, opinionated, strong. And it's going to be a two-part question that I love to do. Uh, what tells me that there's a good deal of you in it, uh, of you and her? And how did Laney Bird come to be? So I think like the only thing of me in her is just her um, attachment to people. Like she really gets attached, you know, she was like crazy attached to her, you know, husband, her ex-husband. Um, she becomes really just, she just, it's weird because on the one hand, she know, you know, after her career, she's seen the worst in people. So mm -hmm. she knows that people can be just awful. And, and she, there's always this thought that what bad things is going to, this person is going to do just because she's seen it. But on the other hand, she also just really wants everyone to be just great and wonderful. And she wants to be their best friend. And, you know, which is not to say that she's like that all the time, but she picks like one person and she puts all of her, you know, projections onto that person. And uh, that maybe is the only way in which she is like me, <laughs> but <laughs> right. Um, but in every other way, she's actually not like me. So I had to think, I had to be very careful because I would write about her and I would think, all right, well, I would do this, but she's, she's like, not me. So what would she do? So she kind of does a lot of the things in the opposite of what I would do. She, she's not, she's not shy. She's not, you know, afraid of anything. She just kind of barrels along and, you know. So it's your alter ego. She's my alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
you're gonna have to excuse my dog. He, uh, this is usually we send him off to a daycare, but today he's uh, decided to uh, make sure that everyone knows he's here. That's that's why I asked for there to be no deliveries today. Yeah, because <laughs> my dog would have been right about now. Would have been like, ah! <laughs> he would have been like jumping at the, you know, at the door right now. Well, thank you for your patience. Here's another thing, Amelia, that I really liked. You have you have a, a, a great way to create a sense, a real sense of space and of place. Uh, I mean, the town of Sylvan feels at one time so familiar. And I asked myself, why does it feel so, so familiar? And I said, I think it's because it reminds me of, it's like a cross between where I grew up, a little town I grew up in called Lynchburg, Virginia. And, yeah, I know. and kind of a place that we all long for in this small town America as we get a little bit inundated and exhausted with big city living. I find myself and I've talked to other people who were like longing for this small town America and and you you really you captured that sense. Uh, of course, minus the murderous intrigue. But what is uh, what's your key would you say to creating both believable characters and this familiar atmosphere so easy answer i wrote about the town i i currently live in mm -hmm. um and really the only thing i changed was the name of the town and the name of the street but everything else like the street itself the description of it the sort of the friendliness of everyone um I basically just pictured exactly where I am and, and described it. And everything outside of the town name and the street name, I actually used real names. So if I'm writing about a highway, it's like a real highway. And if I'm writing about, you know, another town, it's a real other town that's near here. Yeah. So that part was easy. <laughs> and is it true that you were a detective in another life? Uh, no, <laughs> no, not, but, but the funny thing is since I started writing this series, I've, I've started researching, um, taking a private investigation course and I'm like, how much would it be? And like, how long would it take? And do I have the time to do it? And I'm like, seriously considering doing it because, you know, see, I don't know how I knew this, but I was, I, I had this funny feeling <clears throat> it's the way you captured it. And I, I and I said, you know what? She's got a hidden desire. She's got some uh, secret <laughs> sleuthing skills that she's going to try to put to work uh, in a future book. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I think, yeah. Well, I I do a lot of research. You know, I I talk to a lot of people, even though even though I'm you know like shy and talking to people is hard, and the pandemic kind of. I think made everybody more reclusive anyway, but, uh, but I did talk to a lot of people to, to get the details of things. Yeah. You're, you're not, I wouldn't know you're shy now though. You're talking to me just fine. I'm, I'm channeling, I'm channeling <laughs> the alter ego. <laughs> well, let's, let's drill down on writing just for a couple of minutes because so many of my listeners and viewers are writers and I, I, I always like to ask some form of this, what's your favorite thing uh, about writing uh, is one side of the coin and what is perhaps one of the most challenging things for you personally? Wow. Um, so writing, as you know, is incredibly fulfilling when you get into the zone because yeah. you know it's just 
there's just nothing like it. It's like, it's creative. It's, it's, I can't even describe it. It's, it's like praying, you know, it's just amazing. Um, and I guess the challenging part is putting everything else aside to give yourself the space to get into that zone. Um, and as I found out, and I was completely unexpected because this whole journey is unexpected, being a published writer means you have a lot less time to actually do the writing because you have to do a lot of other things, you know? Um, and uh, and that's, that's probably been, the, you know, the challenge. And I, I hear this from a lot of folks, especially those who have gotten picked up by agents and traditional publishers that they thought I was talking to Eric Bishop, the guy who wrote the body man, good friend has become a good friend of mine. Yeah. And he said, he said, he thought that perhaps it would be that way, that it'd be a little bit easier and he could dedicate a little bit more time. But he said, he's working at least as hard, if not harder now that he's, you know, published and on its way, but it's amazing. You know, it's a journey. (laughs) There should be a, what to expect when you're expecting for a, yeah. <laughs> hey, tell me something. This this got my curiosity up it as I as I was finding out about you. I had a chance to meet a very engaging and a very dynamic woman several years ago when attending a writers digest conference in Los Angeles. How did you meet your current agent Paula Munier? So, she's great. Yeah. And I can't believe how lucky I am. <laughs> well, and and I met her a recommendation because somebody I reached out to somebody um, to to read my manuscript and actually give me feedback and the person was so encouraging and so positive that he basically said that um, he would give me a personal recommendation to any agent and I gave him a list of 10 I think and he's like oh I know Paula we've been friends for for a really long time and I'm like all right and and so that put me at the top of her list and and she read she read it and she liked it and she championed the book wow uh so can knock, I knock on wood. what's that I said knock on wood yeah <laughs> uh I won't bore you with the side story but uh I'll tell you sometime later uh I, I got a great story about her and how she kind of I pitched a book to her and she had an idea and I took her idea and went with it and ended up publishing it that way. But um, good for you. Congratulations. She's a yeah. lovely gal. Um, and, she really uh, knows what she's doing. Yeah. That's and fun. Gina, her boss or co-worker, yeah. uh, owner of, uh, is it, it's Talcott, right? Talcott, yeah. 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 Um, she's great too. Nice, nice people. Anyway, I would like to know, I got another two-parter question. I'm kind of notorious for this. What's something that you have really learned working alongside Paula that perhaps uh, in your pre-published days that you thought, hmm, will I ever be able to master this? Um, what's something that you've really learned? And, and, and perhaps also, can you imagine your writing life without having an agent? No. No, no, because I don't know. I still don't know anything. I still don't know how anything works. I mean, I know a little bit more with the second book, but when the first book was coming out, I was like, wait, what? What is this? You know, 
I had no idea what anything was at all. I don't, and I read so much about it. I read so many blogs for years ahead of time preparing myself. And I was still completely like shocked by everything. <laughs> you know, everything. I mean, you name it, I didn't know that it existed. Down to the fact that, you know, published books comes out on Tuesdays. Really? Like I had no idea. Um, so she, uh, I think, I think the, what she taught me was just, and I still don't know how to do it properly, but how to navigate the, just these waters, you know, because I come from, you know, my career has been in IT, information technology, and it's a very different, it's a, like completely, completely different kind of set of people who are in IT and, and very different kinds of just behaviors and attitudes and ways of communicating. And I had to become a different kind of communicator with within the publishing world because it is really different. The people are really different. Yeah. So that was the, still still a learning curve. Quick question too, is Hide in Place your first book? Was this also a uh, part of the Paula deal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Hide in Place was the one that she read. Yeah. So basically, you're two books in, and you're brand new to this, and you get discovered pretty quick. I mean, you have a you have a little bit of a Cinderella story here when you think about it, right? Um, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it feels wonderful, but you know, it's it's a, it's still a continuing journey. But um, I mean, I was listening to um, another one of your guests, and she said you know, overnight success after like 13 years, right? So I think she said something like that. Was it one, Wanda, Wanda Morris? Wanda Morris, yeah. yeah. Lovely, lovely gal. Yeah, and I thought that was like, yeah, because, you know, um, it's not the first, this, this is not the first novels I've written. They're just the first ones that were good enough. Well, I wrote like five novels before this. Oh, wow. Just like sitting somewhere and nobody will ever see. So, well, uh, maybe Paula has plans for those five sitting around gathering dust. Wow. Yeah. We'll see. Wasn't Wanda marvelous? She had she had such a great story, not to belabor that, but to say yes. she, I think it was 13 years and she was just ready to toss it all in. And she said, you know what? I'm going to give it one more go and look at her. She's off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. It's always very inspiring to hear that. Yeah. And, and I hope, you know, whoever's listening to this, who's on their fifth novel will realize that, yeah, the fifth one can, uh, you know, can be the one. Yeah. Well, I'm working on my 10th, and I think it's about time I get off my ass and submit uh, some of my work out there. So I think that's in my plans for this year. Let's talk about some of your reviews. I mean, can I just, would you bear with me one quick second? Yeah. I mean, look at this. Publishers yeah. Weekly says, Neymark hits the rhythms of small town life perfectly. See, I told you. And maintains tension by alternating perspectives. Now, this was one of my favorite things about this book. Tell us why you went with this alternating perspective. Because it, I feel that sometimes that's the best way. You, it's the best way to tell a story because this story, because I was thinking in the first one is also two perspectives because not, because my, my detective is not going to know everything. Right. 
but the other person is going to know parts of the story that the detective doesn't know and the detective knows stuff that the other person doesn't know so when you put the two together it forms it forms the suspense and the tension sure. of the story and that and if you are going to have multiple POVs that's the reason to do it because yeah. that's that's the only way to tell the story here's another one new york journal of books says heaps not just not just spoonfuls, heaps of praise to Neymark, a captivating story, and perhaps my favorite, in which I use this in some publicity for your upcoming show, USA Today bestselling author of Her Perfect Life, Hank Ryan says, oh. devastating, immersive, and still somehow redemptive. She, I, I'm still, I still can't recover from the fact that Hank Felipe Ryan read, read my book, and wrote the blurb. I mean, and and that that blurb. I still, I'm still like not really recovered. Yeah. From that, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, well, listen. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that makes you like all warm inside, right? Yeah. yeah so. Well, I had a chance <laughs> nice to meet uh, 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 yeah. to to hear her speak at Thriller Fest 2019. Insert plug here, and man, she was captivating. Great insights on the business, and just a lovely gal. Oh, so you were at Thriller Fest in 2019? Yeah, were you there? I was there. That was my first Thriller Fest. I didn't see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Imagine that. I was like hiding. Yeah, that was my first one too, and um, it's it was it was a little daunting at first, but man, I made so so many quick and fast friends there. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I love about this community, and we've we've heard we've said this before, is how how welcoming and how. Uh, kind and giving this community is it's amazing yeah. it's amazing you know i'm still uh, i mean it's great that's one of the best things about it really about being a writer is is the people you meet yeah and 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 the cool thing is that unlike i don't know about other professions i've only had two professions at this point but writers are just they're smart and they're funny and they're clever so that just kind of, kind of comes with the territory i think you know, so that's part of it. What makes yeah. it so good, you know? Smart, funny, and clever, yeah. Before we get to our rapid-fire questions, one of the favorite parts of this show, I have to ask another two-part question. What is in store for Lainey Bird? Because, I mean, you got hide in place, you got behind the lie, so what's, what's going to be next for Little Miss Bird? Well, I mean, you know, from your lips to God's ears, hopefully she's... Uh... <laughs> She's in for another adventure. I have been, you know, researching and taking notes and writing the, here and there. But and Alfie's um, got to come back too. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, they have. They still have some stuff that they need to finish before before they're done. They got some issues to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She needs. She's got. She's still got stuff. She's. She's in the middle of her journey. She's yeah. not done. And here's that second part. Do you have any plans to branch out beyond Miss Bird and her life in Sylvan? Always. I. I. I have. I have ideas, and um, it's just like I said. It's just a matter of kind of sitting down, and I just. I. I want to keep doing this for as long as, as long as anybody's interested. I. I want to keep doing it. It's, Any ideas from Miss Mounier, uh, who, uh, what, what might be in store? I mean, you've, you've, you're probably sitting around her office, uh, over a cup of coffee <laughs> or tea, uh, throwing right. ideas around. Does she have any that she goes, Oh, how about that one? Um, 
So I, I mean, interestingly enough, I, I am actually about to have that kind of conversation with her. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> and please tell her I said hello. I don't know if she remembers me, but uh, she made quite an impact on me there at the yeah. uh, conference. Yeah. All right. Have you heard about my rapid fire questions? I have. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for rapid fire questions. Number one, it's really easy. And uh, we're going to rely on some of what we've already talked about. You're a brand new detective there in your small town in Hudson Valley. We'll call it Hudson Town. And you get to have anyone in the world uh, as your sidekick, your deputy, if you will. Who would that be and why? Oh my goodness. Uh, anyone in the world. <laughs> you literally pulled a deer in the headlight look, didn't you? Um, anybody in the world, like it could be a fictional character or it has to be like a real human being. Uh, you're the guest. You get to do whatever you want, but you're, you're, you're a play. You're, you're going to be a detective in Hudson Valley and you get to have anybody as your sidekick. It, I, I want, what? I want Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock. I want him. <laughs> Can I have him? <laughs> Why do I think there are some alternate motives there? Ah. He's really good. <laughs> he always uh, he always figured it out, no matter how bizarre. <laughs> so, I want him. Will he mind that you're married? Well, uh, will he mind? Yeah. He, no, he won't. <laughs> My husband, you know, he might be like, but you know, I'm sure they could sit down and have a chat. They could have a chat. <laughs> All right. Here's question number two. You and your husband have left the kids with family and have finally booked that dream vacation you've been dreaming of on a spectacular remote island. We'll call it in the South Pacific. So that's the good news. The bad news is a rare hurricane has rolled in and taken out the electricity and any hope of fresh food being delivered anytime soon. However, what are you super glad that you thought about well ahead of your trip and brought plenty of with you like to eat <laughs> anything you're you're stranded there's no electricity forget about the food that's too confusing and you're just glad that you brought blank with you well uh how long am i stranded for indefinitely oh my goodness um don't be I too mean, literal it's just playtime. i i know books books okay uh, like i brought my books i brought okay. 10 books and they're from the library, but the libraries don't charge a late fee anymore, so that's okay. <laughs> All right, and question number three, you have the extremely rare opportunity to have two people, another one of these, uh, who are going to come over to your home and collaborate with you in your fabulous visual arts studio on a new work that's going to premiere at the MoMA in Manhattan next summer. Oh my God. Who are those two people living or dead? And why did you choose them to help their work with you in your fabulous studio, collaborating with this magnificent other side of you that people don't know about here? Oh my God. Um, living or dead. I mean, yeah. make it interesting. <laughs> wow. I hope you edit all this thinking time that I'm no, going to be going through. No, no that's you're... part of the magic, young lady. <laughs> okay. Part oh of my the magic. God. Um, Van Gogh? Van Gogh? No, no, because no. no, not Van Gogh. Um, for, 
Okay. All right. Let's go with Kandinsky. Okay. Because uh, at least we can speak the same language. Yes. And, uh, and uh, oh, Dolly. Salvador Dolly. Oh, Salvador Dolly. Because yes. he was crazy, and I love how crazy he was. I just love it. He was I, certifiably insane, wasn't he? Yeah. The two of them. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm in heaven. You know, not only was he insane, but he was, he, I, I don't, I think what people who just know, like the, whatever, the floating clock, um, they don't realize how funny he was. He was like really, really clever with the stuff he did. Very funny. So him. Awesome. Great answer. Well, see, that wasn't that hard. Nobody got hurt there, did they? <laughs> well, that was great. Thank you. To learn more about this wonderful writer of crime and suspense, visit emilynamark.com slash author. And the reason I say that is because I originally went to emilynamark.com and it took me to your UX design website. Yeah. yeah so don't forget the slash author, folks. It is Amelia, so it's Emily with an A after. So just, yes. but, but mm. you know what? People who will put my last name in, they're going to, I, there's not that many people with this name. There's nobody else with this name. So it's going to, it's going to do it for you. <laughs> so. That's really kind of cool. When you think about it, you're the only person with that name. I think I am. Yeah. I think I might be. Yeah. I encourage you not to go look up David Temple because the very first one I think comes up as a serial killer. Not me. It's not. Me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and the other is a guitar player. Also not me. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia, thank you so much for joining us on The Thriller Zone. You've been delightful. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. By the way, I wanted to say to you, thank you for the way that you shared on Instagram. You you did a little something that I haven't been able to get anyone to do, and that was you really, you built this great little uh, post. It was engaging. I said, hey, you know, come here and do this because David does this. And then here's some links and hashtags. So somebody's been definitely, uh, you've been doing your homework on that because it was like perfect. You got some great traffic and I really appreciate it. Oh, I did. Okay, good, good. Uh, um, well, to tell you the truth, that is kind of what I do for a living a little bit. It's just really hard for me to do to always remember to do it for myself. Just it was perfect. I want to take a screen grab of it and say to people, in case you want to know how to do it, that's how to do it. Oh, okay, great. Great. I'm glad I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing about it is that it can, you know, it, it shouldn't be just about, you know, look at me. It should be these are all the great things that you will get out of out of this, you know. So and I appreciate it, believe yeah. me. Well, because because I, I really I'm, I'm kind of amazed at the company I'm in with your with your podcast. So, I mean, that's it lifts me up in every well, way. Good, so, good. I yeah. I'm very touched by that. I'm happy for that because, you know, what we get some what I would call big heavy hitters on here. But I, I like to help everybody because, look, I'm still the guy trying to uh, climb up the fence into the traditional public, uh, publication world. So we're all in this together and it's yeah. fun. And, uh, I love, I love finding and discovering new people, new authors. Well, yeah, the, the, the one new one I listened to, who I, I love that interview was the guy who published with shotgun honey from, uh, what was his name? Um, Mark Westmoreland. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great interview. Thank that you. Made me 
Yeah, then I was like, all right, I got to check out that book. You know. He is he is a remarkable guy, and uh, I had more fun with him, and we <laughs> we carry on quite a texting uh, relationship. Uh, okay. He's yeah, he's a Georgia Doll fan, and he's out in Oklahoma, and boy, he's just he's the real deal, and I think he's on his way, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying those nice words. I will pass those along to him. Yeah, yeah, that was that was fun. But yeah, back to your comment, we're all in this together and we're all just trying to great, create great stories, great content that and entertain and lift people up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. You take care and we'll be talking very soon. Okay. You too. And thank you so much. Absolutely. Once again, congratulations to Amelia Namark, author of Behind the Lie. Now, folks, I am so excited about our next guest on the show. You know him as a prolific author, a guy who loves military thriller suspense drama. Oh, I can't even keep it in. The Gray Man, Mark Graney. Dude, Sierra Six. Uh, yeah, it's a brick. <laughs> but it is a page turner. Let me tell you something. I am so excited about this. It's gonna be the perfect birthday gift for me coming up the week of the 7th. So please make plans to attend to meet the one and only. Oh, I hope I don't just fanboy myself to silliness. <laughs> I'm David Temple. We'll see you next time right here on The Thriller Zone. The Thriller Zone has been presented by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller.